Hey, Wonderfuls, welcome to episode 389 of the podcast. Could not be a bigger fan of Naomi. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm not even worried at all. You're going to love it. I want to just get two quick shout outs out there for beautiful emails I received recently from Martha and Sevag. Thank you so much. You're wonderful. You are helping me get through this delightful pandemic. Uh, I'm back at work. I'm back at work at Netflix. And um, everyone seems to be very safe. And it's great to be around human beings. Uh, I hope that everybody else is experiencing some lightness and brightness in their lives. And that uh, all of us being smothered by fire smoke on the West Coast are doing okay. Uh, And hurricane recipients on the listen, you know what, there's a lot going on. I'm thinking about you. I want you to enjoy this episode. And I'll talk to you soon. And it was so hot that it was like, I can't, we can't, no, like this is too hot. (laughs) How are you today, hot-wise? Well, you know, it's funny because, you know, LA's sort of greatest asset is supposed to be its weather, you know? And I actually don't like being, I don't like being hot at all. So anything over 72 is like really just kind of in my way, you know? 100%. I so, love San Francisco weather. I mean, not now because it's on fire, but uh, I like, give me some fog. Give me some nice drifty. Doesn't oh have to, I'm God, not saying yes. I want it to chill my bones, but oh you know, God, if yes. I, if I should have a sweater with me at all times, whether I use it or not, that's really okay with me. Oh, chunky, a chunky sweater. I want <laughs> layers, okay? Like I just want to be cozy. I know. But... I know. Where are you from originally? I'm from New York. Okay, so you've had yeah. your shit. You did. You certainly enjoyed much worse, muggier heat and a good, angry, cold winter or two. Would be my guess. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I know the heat. I know the darkness. I don't like it there either. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing worse than waiting on a subway platform, and it's Ooh. like you're just like dripping underground. Because I'm a sweaty person. Like I'm not yeah. like. I start sweating pretty quickly and it's yeah. like kind of once it starts, it doesn't stop. It's like very gross. And then I feel like a gross monster and I kind of can't really get out of that <laughs> feeling of like, you're hideous, you're grotesque. And yeah. so I just really, I try to avoid it. Like we've been in this house. What do you think our electric bills are going to be? Because oh, we're all here inside and it's just like yeah. AC running all day yep. long. Yep. Yeah, I, I that's a great question, and I have been very nervous to see because I, I already feel like I have pretty high bills considering that <laughs> I'm not like a person who leaves things. You know, I, look, I'm not one of those people that, like has the television on in the background for noise mm-hmm. or you know was constantly running a dish with like our dishwasher is essentially a drying rack because <laughs> I just end up washing dishes as I go. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. not a whole lot of like background energy that I feel is being used. I'm mm-hmm. even pretty good about like, oh, this I happen to know from one article I read, this charger is drawing power even though it's not charging anything. I should unplug it. So I feel like I'm kind of on top of that. And still I'm kind of aghast at the at the bill. So I, I, I agree with you. I do not know what to expect and I'm not excited. <laughs> at all. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't sweat as quickly 
that is to my detriment. It is good for what? like if I'm shooting something. Yes, you're people looking are like, mad. oh, you're looking fabulous. Oh, yeah, I'm the person that's that the makeup artist comes up to and is like, oh, you're really holding up. You're really <laughs> holding like I'm a like I'm a mummy. Like I'm yeah. in a, like I'm in a morgue. Ooh, her skin is really holding up. But what that means is that I also am like that. If you you know you're sweating to cool your body down. So if I'm not doing that, I'm the person in the subway. Uh, uh, subway station underground that like f- sort of faints into someone else's arms. <laughs> like, oh, really? Like, okay. like, I, like, oh, I went from feeling like I got this to somebody, please revive me because my body's not doing the most essential thing it needs to in hot weather. It's oh, so stupid. No. And it's not something you could like change about yourself. So that must lead to some meat cutes, though. Like, think about mm-hmm. how you just like fainting places and being caught. It's so I feel like that's very, it's like very, oh, very 1930s, you know? Yeah. Very... And of course, I wear a corset, as you know. I wear a corset and many of petticoats. Famously so... wearing corsets and petticoats. <laughs> Some people say that is uh, counterintuitive given my very specific sweating problem, but <laughs> I'm a lady. I'm a lady. What if we had to wear those? Naomi, what if we lived in that time? What if that was you know, normal to us? I don't feel you're any more of that kind of gal than I am. Oh, absolutely not. Even though I would love to have a waist. But I also think about this, mm-hmm. right? There are these layers. They're giving you petticoats. They're giving you corsets. These women are free bleeding in these gorgeous outfits. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like when you go back to the past, you're like, uh, like, like I wouldn't want to time travel, you know, because black. And then also because yes, they don't have pads or tampons. I don't want to go yeah. back to before pads or tampons. Yeah. Well, this is why we play. I play a mash game at the end of every episode. And uh, I don't know if you've ever played ma- mash. It's mansion, apartment, shack, and house. And it oh, is a yeah. very childish game. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. But but it is the great equalizer in that it creates a fantasy realm in which you are safe no matter where you travel if we do mm-hmm. a time travel. And yes. uh, it's sort of on your terms. So if you wanted to visit you know, the turn of the century New York, and you wanted to take some tampons with you, I would absolutely grant you that wish. Oh, okay, perfect, uh, perfect, perfect. So, yeah. So They'd think I was a witch. Th- They'd think I was a witch and I'd be burned. <laughs> you would. You know? And you could talk your way into being burned for anything. <laughs> As A, a woman, and be a black person, you, I'm sure... <laughs> could absolutely find a reason for other people to go sounds good let's get rid of you like it's so dark uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, where where in new york are you from i'm from harlem um yes yes do you get back there much not i was kind of going back before the before the pandemic i was going back um because i would like to go back to do stand-up like i had just actually come back from new york on march 5th and i remember being there you know and like you know, when I went out there, I was like wiping down my seat on the plane and like doing yeah. my hand sanitizer. And I remember I was at some show in a bar packed to the fucking rafters. And, you know, March, it's so cold in New York, right? So it's cold outside, oh, yeah. but then the heat is cranked up slash, oh, I guess, yeah. all the bodies in the bar. It was just like so hot. And I was like, oh, we're in a Petri dish. If this yep. like Corona thing is real, New York's a wrap. And I remember mm-hmm. just being like, gotta go. Gotta get out of here. Because <laughs> it was just like... There's no way to avoid just yeah. the wrongs of humans. But I love it. I like New York way more than L.A. We don't have to get into it. I'm trying to not. I don't complain about L.A. as much, but I don't like yeah. it. That's How long like have you been here? Three years. 
is that the next thing that people say? Let me guess. People say, you say that, then they say, how long have you been here? And then the next thing that follows is, well, you know, <laughs> three years is usually about the amount of time that it takes <laughs> for you to suddenly you'll realize that you love it. Like I know. if you're a New Yorker, that I feel like that that gets said too, right? Well, of course. Well, especially, but now three people can't say much, but definitely those first two, they'd be like, well, it takes two years. Well, it takes right. two years. You know, <laughs> yeah. now that I'm on the other side of that, it's like, hush. but that's why I always say like, I don't want to get into it because it's like, I find that people in LA get real defensive about it. Yeah. You know, and I think maybe that's also because I'm a New Yorker, they'll be very like, well, it's like, well, have you done this? Have you done? It's like, honey, honey, <laughs> I respect the way you choose to live. It's just not for me. They always want to kind of get into it. And it's just like, right. no, I don't want to have this conversation. I don't like it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's something coming from ha- having lived in San Francisco forever. I mean, I've, I, same thing. Like, I won't tire anyone with it. But I feel like I have this sort of like sh- I, I have the shock and awe factor of liking it now that mm-hmm. I that I I still feel I have to apologize for to like friends in the Bay Area because it's it's such an ingrained <laughs> dislike that there's a sense of defensiveness. And maybe that's what's happening uh, when people talk to you too, like especially if they've lived elsewhere or if they do love New York, there's a it's a it's more a discomfort with maybe themselves and their own like whatever that transformation was, rather than genuinely feeling like you shouldn't prefer New York. Like it's also weirdly complicated for like just a couple of cities living in a bubble in right. many ways. <laughs> also, just like it's so complicated for like an opinion. You know right, what I mean? Like right. it's like this is not that deep. I'm not into it. It's fine. You Listen, <laughs> I think you've been eating. Look, if I know you say that you don't like scallops, but if you just <laughs> ma- my grandmother makes this sauce, like no, I just I just don't like them. It's cool. Like it's really, fine. it's okay. It's, like it's fine. Oh, no, it's really, it's very, it's very, very interesting. Wait, are you from the Bay? No, I'm from uh, Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, Arizona. You know, I would have said Idaho because you give oh, me a Mormon that, energy. I'm trying so hard not to take that personally. Uh, well, like you're just very, you're very Aryan and fresh faced and corn fed. So I just assume yeah. you're from somewhere like, like you grew up on a farm. Yeah, not at all in any way. <laughs> uh, not at all in any way. No, uh, but sadly, what I do have to own up to you is that um, uh, that much of my mom's side of the family is Mormon and some of them live in Idaho. I knew it. I knew it. I can tell a white from a mile away, Janet. I can get under your skin and find the truth. The shame. (laughs) The very shame. Yeah. Don't be shamed. That's beautiful. Is it though? Well, (laughs) you got out. Right? Like, think about... Yeah. I, to be fair, you know, like, it's hard to argue to I was ever Mormon, in, but, but yeah. But you got out of... Like, it's not bad to be Mormon, but you got out yeah. of, like, Idaho and Tucson is what I mean. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Although, you know, Tucson has its... Tucson is certainly not Idaho. Tucson is, like, mostly right. brown. And uh, in a way that there, I very much like. Um, are, there, are there black people there? I was, yeah, there I are did, black people there. Okay, interesting. I went to the... I have not... The first time I was kind of in the wet... In the, what, Southwest, I went to... um. I did a comedy festival in Albuquerque, like last September, yeah, and that was my first time out there. And um, I don't know about these desert lives. It feels so <laughs> like the land does not feel habitable. It feels very right. much like we forced living on it, yeah. And like 
when it's so fucking hot and then there's like a spider the size of your hand. You're like, this is not my place. This is rude that we have made homes here. (laughs) (laughs) This is how it felt. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I I hear that. I definitely hear that. And and I and and you know, before I make it sound like it's Chicago, it's definitely not like the most diverse in terms of like having a robust uh, population of of Black folks. But um, but there definitely is. Well, I mean, that's certainly like you know, I went to school with with uh, pride, predominantly Hispanic kids, but mm-hmm. there were a lot of there there were there were definitely a lot of Black kids. And and the middle school I went to, I was just talking about this actually on an episode earlier this summer the middle school I went to which was of course a magnet public school uh, I say of course because I feel like that's very common for like my my age group and okay. being <laughs> living in the west like magnet schools were all the rage uh, and it was in the middle of like the the sort of most black neighborhood that I had ever seen sort of like oh oh yeah okay get, yes all right so this is this is still like very much a segregated city like it's very you know just for for one reason or another it's like this is why i don't have a lot of black neighbors i have a lot uh-huh. of hispanic neighbors but um so i don't know and i and i truly don't know the history really of much more than like the spanish history of right, the spaniards right, right. and then the mexican history of, of tucson mm-hmm. um and i'm sure i would like just shudder to my bones if i if i like <laughs> <laughs> looked into like hey how's the black community like how did that all come to be in in arizona like I, i'm sure it's not good but um but it's not yeah it's not it's not a big part of like sort of what you grow up understanding or being taught about in terms of like the american west you know when you when you're learning about about how how everybody got to be where they are now kind of thing mm-hmm. now here's a question what's with the c because it looked i always when i was a kid I feel like up until high school, even I in my head, it was Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. What's with the C? What's going on there? Is that a person's <laughs> name? What's what's that about? Ugh, Do boy, we know? Now I'm very sad. I mean, I it's oh boy, is it Spanish? This is so embarrassing. I really apologize, to everyone in Tucson who should I because Google I, it? because I think should of I it as Google like Tucson. I think of it as Tucson, me. but I don't know if that might if that's like a if that's a yeah, Google. Will you Google it if you're if you're near a Google? How embarrassing! I'm always near a Google. Well, it's confusing because Tucson is a, more of a native name, I think, opposed to like Phoenix, which I mean, Phoenix. We all know what that is. So, um, it's a it's kind of an anomaly in in Arizona, I think, in terms of like how how big cities are named. But I I, I truly don't remember. I'm sure it was some con- conqueror of some You're kind. You're right, though. Eventually, the town came to be called Tucson, a Spanish version of the Odem word for the area. It was okay, included in the state of Sonora after Mexico gained independence from the Kingdom of Spain and its there Spanish Empire. There it is. So you're correct. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Hi, my name is Graham Clark, and I'm one half of the podcast Stop Podcasting Yourself, a show that we've recorded for many, many years. And uh, at the moment, instead of being in person, we're recording remotely, and uh, you wouldn't even notice. You don't even notice the lag. That's right, Graham. And uh, the great thing about this... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. Okay, go ahead. 
And you can listen to us uh, every week on MaximumFun.org. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcasts. Did you get a chance to, to, to travel much as a teenager? Or were you sort of, like me, mostly married to the place that you were growing up? Um, I traveled. I traveled a decent amount, like... Um, so I always say, my mom would say like wanderlust is in my blood is what she used to say because my dad is from Nigeria. And when I, my parent, my mom got pregnant with me, she was like, she was in law school and she was like trying to study for the bar exam. But then she was like, so morning sick and everything like that. She couldn't. So then when mm -hmm. I was born, like two months after I was born, um, I went to live with my grandmother in Nigeria for wow. like a few months while my mother yeah. could like study for the bar and take the bar exam. So from a, so like that was like early, like honey, I've been taking these planes for moment one. And then my mom's family is from Detroit. And every summer I would go to Detroit and okay. I would fly by myself. And back when the, you know, the captains would give you wings and you got to get on the plane first and feel special. Yeah. And so I would go there. And then, um, so like we traveled, like I traveled to Nigeria a, like as I kind of like in childhood and travel to like my mom was it was important to her that I that yeah. we go places I think because like, she grew up not having that and so I think a lot of it for her was like you know giving me the childhood she didn't have and so I remember when I was like 11 years old we went to London and Paris together oh, wow. and that was like a big trip and it was yeah. you know, like my spring break and it was but she'll say she, she was you know the reason why we went at that time was because Twelve. Once you're twelve and over, you're like an adult, and you cost adult prices and stuff. <laughs> so she literally was like, "Okay, we're going at eleven. This is gonna be the thing." And it was like a week, and we stayed like, you know, things like when we were travel. Like it was not fancy. I remember we stayed in one hotel that was like so sketchy. We put like a chair under the doorknob. We were like, "Okay, <laughs> we just gotta get through tonight. We just gotta get through tonight." Yeah, so. <laughs> I've I've had a few of those as a kid where it's like, "Let's leave our clothes on, including our shoes. Want to?" <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's like so insane. But um, yeah. So we did. So we definitely did. Um, are you an only child? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have half siblings, but I was raised as right. an only child. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Me too. Me too. To the second half, do not have half siblings. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Both my parents had me, and then they were like, "Oof, no, no, no. This is not. Let's <laughs> let's a split up immediately, and b never ever have any other children with anyone else. This is too much. Too much." Are you guys um, close? Are y'all close? Or were you? Or yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, my dad mostly raised me, um, okay. uh, and uh, and he he's great. He's he's definitely amazing, and my mom's great. But yeah, a less 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 of a fabulous relationship there. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, growing mm -hmm. up, it was tough. Girls are yeah. tough. Hey, hey, honey, girls are tough. Honey, you know what I mean? Honey, uh, <laughs> who you telling? I'm still I'm still in this shit. Okay, we I know you are. My mother and I were like, she didn't talk to me for two weeks. Oh. because like she oh here's a, your relationship this, with your mom is fascinating and wonderful and i feel like so i i love that you share snippets of it because it really <laughs> is kind of amazing oh i talk about it a lot it's a sickness i wish i could be free um, <laughs> i was like can i please be free from the 
judgment of this person, right? Like it's like, yeah. honey, I'm in my 30s. Like I I'm I pay taxes. I have <laughs> taken a lover. Like when right. will I stop caring about what she says? She legit, her birthday was yeah. end of June and she goes, and now and I was like, what do you want for your birthday? And normally, okay, she's always like, don't give me anything. What I want is for you to help me around the house. Her idea mm-hmm. is like the next, she's like into manual labor, okay? Like your, her greatest gift is if you can just like listen to what she says, do what she wants, and let her bark orders at you. Uh-huh. But obviously that can't happen now in the age of Coco. And then she was like, and she was like, you know what I want for my birthday? The next time you have a taping or a show, I'd like you to run your outfit by me first. <gasps> no. Yes. No, yes, she. Janet. Oh, good gravy, yes, Janet. Oh no, that is what that woman wanted as a birthday present. I mean, there's I no way you can stop talking about this if she's going to keep cranking out gems Thank like that. You. What choice do you have? <laughs> you don't have a choice. You, this is like paying taxes. You are obliged to pay taxes. You are obliged <laughs> to discuss your mom's foibles. That oh is nutso. I mean, yeah, I that's know. like, that is a character. That is a character that you would be so proud of yourself for coming up with that line <laughs> as like, you know, like, oof, this is going to be a beauty, this one. Well, no, the problem is, Janet, I create these characters like, and they're like, that's a little too much. I don't buy it. That's not believable. I'm like, honey, this is straight from the archives. Yeah, yeah. What, was she like that when you were a teenager? Was she like sort of hawkeying your your moves as you would go to school yeah. and stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. She was very... um. You know, my mother, so I went, so we, I grew up in Harlem, but I went to private school in the Upper East Side, like a very, you know, rich, hoity-toity situation. And I was there, you know, on scholarship. I've, I was one of six black kids in my grade. Like, it was a whole thing. And yeah. so my mom was very um, hard on me under kind of the, not guys, but like kind of under the thinking that she's like, Naomi, these white people aren't thinking about you. You have to mind your P's and Q's. No one is looking for you to succeed. Like, I'm going to make you kind of like as perfect as you can be so nobody can say anything about you. Right. So it's like that level of pressure. And it's like, mm. homegirl, I am 11. Like, yeah. it's just like, I can't. But she was like that always. And I think, um, and I think also for her, it was like, my everything I do is a, a reflection on her. Right. Mm. So like, if you, if I'm looking bad, it's like, it makes her look like a bad mother. Like if my mm-hmm. feet are ashy or something, you know, right, like when I was little. Right. Yeah. And I, so, so it was like that. So she's always kind of been that way. And like she would, um, like if I would clean my room, she would come and like inspect it. And then she would, you know, open the drawers and see that I just stuffed things in drawers <laughs> and then pull it all out and make me fold it, you know, or she'd Oof. like run a hand yeah. along the, the like um, window <laughs> to see if there was dust. Like that's how she is. Yeah. 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 What? Yeah. And and is that? I mean, listen. You don't have to tell her story for her. That's not you know. But like, is that? Do you? Has that proven itself to be sort of a direct result of like her how like her pulling herself up by her bootstraps and sort of having that like I've you know trust me I've lived every second you're living before you have and you know let me correct any mistakes I made via you and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's very much that. And her, like, because whenever I don't take her advice, she's always like, do you think I'm stupid? 
Like that's like if I don't do what she says, right? Right. It must be because I don't. Because again, as you said, like she's lived a life, she's done it, she knows she's trying to help me avoid X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Did you rebel against that when you were a teen? Did you go through that phase of like, or I don't understand you're still in it perhaps, but. Uh, I, know. I was not like a big, you know, I was a very, I was a good kid, you know, capital G, capital yeah. K. Good kid, good girl, you know, only child. Like, and also like I was a shy kid. It's actually, if anything, everybody's kind of surprised I got into comedy and performing. I always wanted to be an actor. Uh, I like would watch TV and just be like, how, how, how? And it seemed so yeah. magical to me. But then I was like, well, you know, I, I was like, well, I'm ugly. It's not going to happen. I'm fat. And so I was like, forget it, forget it. And so really I kind of poured everything into school and like being just like really good, like getting good grades and doing everything. And um, I wanted my mother's approval so much. So I was like, I did whatever she said. And then I would just kind of like silently seethe, you know? Right. Um, and then it wasn't until I became an adult, um, I got to college and like, you know, that's when I discovered what alcohol was. That's when I discovered mm-hmm. what a penis was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was like, it took me some time to yeah. kind of do that. I had to be physically away. To was do the private school co-ed or was it? Yes, it was co-ed. It was, it was. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. how did you assimilate into that predominantly, uh, she, white culture? Of the school itself. I always say that's where I got a sense of humor. You know, yep. I'm like, Dal- yep, like yep, I was yep. like, Dalton made me the comedian, whether they knew it or not, because it yeah. kind of taught, like, because I was like, okay, I'm not like one of those skinny, pretty girls. I like, you know, also like, because I got in there, like when I was, um, I was, I started in sixth grade and I was 10 because like my birthday's late. So I'm like the youngest. But I was also like five, 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 six, and fully mm-hmm. had boobs, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was also walking in here like, oh, good Lord, <laughs> taller than everyone, like taller than the boys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yep. Same. So it was like, so, so it was really just like, okay, you've got to be like fun, you know? Like you've got to be like funny. And I started out pretty shy. Like I feel like the first year it wasn't, I wasn't like, all out and about but then I kind of got it sort of that second year you know what I mean it was kind of like okay this is the game that needs to be played and um it was um yeah like I I, you know I got into it I got into it eventually but like when I think about when I look back the people I'm closest to or the people I miss are teachers (laughs) like I have Mm. two teachers yeah one of my teachers we follow each other on Instagram her garden is coming in nicely (laughs) and every now and then she'll like send me an emoji like she'll be like like on a story she'll just do like a ha 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 laughing face and I'm like Oh, Sarah Letterman. Love it. Love it. I have to shout her out. You have to shout out Mrs. Letterman, U.S. History. Shout out to Mrs. Letterman, U.S. History. Yeah. Which did you only have for one year and yet still you kind of had that bond that you might have had her. I think I might have had her twice because she might have taught AP because she might have been the reason I even took the AP. She was like, Naomi, you should really take AP tests for history. I was like, ugh, should I? And then she was like, yes. But also, I babysat her kid one summer. Oh, yeah. Like, her youngest son. Like, she was, like, eh, because she lived kind of close to the school, and so it was, like, maybe a week or two. And he was the sweetest little nerd, the cutest little eight-year-old, and he would, like, make history jokes. And he was also, like, the (laughs) ultimate indoor kid, and I was, like, you're my favorite. Janet, he literally goes, Naomi, I have a joke. And I was, like, what is it? He goes, how did the Romans split Gaul into three parts? I go, What? He goes, they he they used a pair of Caesars. 
Oh, my, Can my, my. Can you love it? Can oh, you that's live? Wonderful. <laughs> that like is wonderful. I yeah. babysat my uh, freshman English teacher's son, uh, Max. Uh, shout out to Max. I really shout hope he doesn't to listen to this. But you know what? It's been, <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a minute and I feel like perhaps perhaps uh, he can accept this. Or maybe not. Maybe this is a terrible mistake. But he went through a fa- Like I, you know, again, don't have any brothers and sisters. Uh, the, the cousin I'm closest to is 10 years older than me on my dad's side. He's like my brother. Um, closest thing I got to it. And then on my mom's side, you know, I just didn't grow up with those kids um even though I was like the oldest of 11 uh it's not like I ever took care of them at all Mm -hmm. in any way yeah so my experience of coming to understand you know any sort of like interaction with with babies on a regular basis was through was through babysitting I don't even know why like I feel like whoa how did did I lie like how did someone entrust me with their child (laughs) when like that was my breadth of experience but somehow uh I did and he was um like you know two or three and you know he was great and like you know he was more of like an imp uh uh, and (laughs) like I remember one day I was wearing like a tank top because Tucson and he was like what are all those and was like pointing and I was like oh my moles my moles yes (laughs) um like (laughs) like after like I have to have a conversation with this this guy's being kind of a dick even though he's like three about my my moles okay oh Uh, my god and then his kids are awful and then he and then he went through a phase where and I think it was because his mom was pregnant you know I think it was that sort of like uh uh-oh I'm going to lose attention phase but I didn't really have you know when you're like 15 you don't have a strong understanding of of that kind of psychology quite yet and I just remember like putting him to bed and then hearing like a rustling sound you know an hour or two later and and walking into this room that was like not they didn't have any furniture in it but it wasn't like unfinished or like a laundry room like it was still carpeted and he was just taking a whiz in the corner what onto the carpet why like as an acting out type thing but what i mean is going on honestly like i was so aghast that he might as well have like sprouted wings or something you know what i mean like it was such a sense of like matter out of place like what do i oh my right. god what is happening what is going on i was and i didn't know what to do and somehow you know then your next thought especially because it was my teacher was like this is somehow my fault Right, right, you know, right, right. This is somehow I've caused this, uh, and that, and the the tension of like needing to explain that, and then, you know, getting over the hump of like I I, I got to just say it, you know, like oh I don't know what I did, and and then of course they were like his parents were like oh yeah he's been doing that I guess we should have warned you <laughs> like okay, <laughs> oh really? this is a whole thing <laughs> he's been doing that I'm dead. <laughs> oh my god Having yeah kids. so some revenge some revenge business happening over there I guess. <laughs> Um, did your mom let you date in high school? I mean, let me. Nobody was trying to date me. There was nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was literally, I was like, um, I, I had no, no, would she have? I mean, she maybe would have, but what would it have been? I remember, like, one boy when I was a freshman in high school, like, we went to the movies after school, right? Because at that age, it's like, you can't go anywhere and oh, be yeah. private. So yeah. just, like, sitting in the dark at the movies. And then, like, we kissed a little bit. And then it was, yeah. like, okay. Clammy hands. Always clammy yes. hands. Well, it's also, like, I was definitely, all, for a long time, I just would go with whoever liked me, you right. know? So it was, like, a guy where it's, like, oh, 
okay, well, he likes me. Yeah. And he didn't go to my school. He didn't go to my school. Um, and it was like, okay. So then, like, we would meet up. And then we would, like, go to a movie or we would, like, walk in the park. But then I was like, all right, what am I doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, even then, I was like, it's like I like the attention. But I was like, what yeah. are we, like this is not. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to keep running around spending all this money on movies. <laughs> yeah. No, I I mean, that's I don't know if that's a rite of passage or if it's just something that some of us go through, but that's definitely a very familiar feeling like just so many like those just those feelings of like, you know, like caring so deeply for a minute about someone liking you or 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 making you feel important in some way but then realizing after the fact like after you went out or whatever for a minute that like you would just you had like nothing to say to each other (laughs) sort of (laughs) just a sense of like like playing like playing house like being of just a slightly older child and and you know a slightly more advanced version of trying something on but um it really is it's just like oh I guess this is what holding hands is. Okay, well, I guess <laughs> I'm into it. Did you have boyfriends? Did you like have little boyfriends? Well, I had a lot of uh, I had a lot of like girlfriends that I would like. <laughs> sounds so creepy that I like would have crushes on, and I would like give. Uh-huh. I would like figure out ways to get them to make out with me. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's so psycho. It sounds so psycho. Uh, it, it, so that was sort of like what I was, uh, what I was mostly up to. And then I had a, a, a boyfriend in sixth grade that, um, you know, it was just this very tempestuous, like, tempestuous. Like, he, like he, because, you know, I'll tell you why, because both of our parents, like our home lives were just ju- like junk at that point. Okay. And we, so we're both just miserable. And, uh, and, and so there was just a lot of acting out, I think against each other, uh, as oh if, you know, God. just sort of taking out that kind of aggression. Like, he threw rocks at me once. Uh, oh, my One day God. I got, like, all my, like, uh, like tough, awesome Latina friends to, like, go up in a, in a formal line in front of him and flip him off. What? <laughs> I can't. I cannot. <laughs> so I cannot imagine. What is it? Sixth grade, you said? Fifth yeah. grade? Yeah. Oh my God, Janet! Yeah. I cannot even imagine this. Yeah. But the forming the line, oh, <laughs> just, God. I got them to form a line and flip them off. This, like, that is exactly what eleven-year-olds like. I got you. It's like, <laughs> no. okay, I'll just step around the line. <laughs> no, he was. I mean, a yes, a hundred percent. But like, because he too was that age and was just a, t- a, a enormous mess. He's like, he still. He and I are still in touch. Um. And he still talks about it. He's like, that was so awful. And I felt so stupid. Oh, and they were all laughing cool. at me. And, oh, you know, no. it was really like, I was like, y- you threw rocks at me. Like, you could have blinded me. <laughs> um, you guys might need to go into therapy, have some now, sort of I know, we're justice. Still, you know, just to really <laughs> unpack that. Unpack some of this. You have to both be free. Those are rough times. Those are really rough times. <laughs> um Oh my God. Uh, okay. So kind of, yeah. All right. I get, I really, really get the sort of like, I guess, I guess you, I guess you'll do because you've decided <laughs> I'll do like that, right. that whole business is, is its own thing. Did you, uh, and you said that you, you knew or you had the sense of acting, but that, that was not something that you 
that you did at all as as a teenager no like you just it wasn't like right. you were in a school play or anything right. was I was maybe later. in one school play like I was in maybe two plays my senior year of high school that was like as much as I got um yeah. and I remember trying out for them and not like I still I still am um I still hold a vendetta against the theater teacher who who uh, cast the plays mm-hmm. Bob Sloan Bob Sloan I'll say his fucking name now <laughs> 20 years later, he never put me in a single production. Get the All fuck right, out this of is, here. This is going to sound like a weird surprise, and I don't know why he's here instead of at your house. But Bob, <laughs> could you come in here for a second? Bobby? He would literally be like, he was like very deadpan. He was like tall and deadpan. And like, and I could see him being like, what? I kind of remember your face. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he would have yeah. no, like, it would just be like, what are you, what are you, you're mad? What's going on? Yeah. Um. But his wife was the dance teacher, and he was the theater teacher. And I was like, they are just a power couple. They're a <laughs> power true. couple in this school. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I kind of did, you know, I would try, like I would, um, I, you know, I would watch TV and I would like try to like do the scenes, you know, and mm-hmm. copy them. And like one time I'm like, She'll she'll bring this up to this day. Like one time I was in the bath, I was like in the shower, so you know, old enough to shower. And I was like crying. Like I was practicing crying. Like oh. I was trying to see like what it was sound like. And so my mother hears though, she comes in and she's like, Oh my god, what happened? And I go, I was like, nothing, mama. I'm just acting. And then oh, she like no. left. so that was like that was what i was like oh my god what did she did she when you were that young did she already have sort of ideas about what she thought you would be doing as an adult like these are the these are my plans for you i know it was interesting she was like kind of open she at one point she was like do you want to take a class at harlem school of the arts but i was so shy that I didn't do it like I was like no 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 no, I can't I can't I can't you know like it's like too real or something so it didn't but she but I remember like I got to college and that's where you know I started doing improv which got me to stand up I did a lot of plays I was in maybe 15 shows in college so that's when I kind of really started to do stuff and I was a film and English major and I remember at one point calling her being like I don't think I want to do the film the English major anymore I just want to do film and my mother was like absolutely not she was like, you need to be able to have a job when you graduate. Right. You're going to keep the English major, you know? Right. And so she kind of felt like, so like that. And I remember in my early 20s, because she like went back to New York after graduating. You know, I had a place to stay for a while. But, you know, it was like ups and downs and temp gigs. And there was one time I was in a down, you know, it wasn't happening. And my mother legit said to me, she goes, Naomi, I did not work so hard to put you through those schools for this to be your life. So you need to do something. So it wasn't, you know, it's it wasn't until the moment I want to say she was like started to understand was like 2015. Okay? <laughs> Janet, that's how long it took, okay? And I'll tell you what it was. She was at work and she was in the elevator and she was talking to a friend and it's like, you know, how's Naomi? And she's like, "Oh, she's writing for this show called Broad City." And then another woman in the elevator, like a younger lawyer, like one of the Mm -hmm. like baby lawyers was like, oh, my God, I love that Joe. And then that was like and then suddenly like the young lawyers wanted to talk to my mom. And then she was like and so that was like the moment she realized like what I because, again, I started working on City in like 2013. But it wasn't until she realized that people actually watch this and that it was like on a real channel. And 
But she was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Until it made her look good. You're working. So it did. So until it made her look good. That's that's when she was like, (laughs) I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, she also needed to just see the standing of it in the world, right? Because it wasn't right. really registering to her. She's like, what is this show about? I'm like, two friends in New York. She's like, uh-huh, what? Like, right, she doesn't really right. get it until she realizes, oh, people do watch this, and this is, like, around. She's actually working on a real thing. Right, which, right. You know, it's really hard. Yeah, I mean, you know how this business is, too. It's like, especially, I think, with writing, because at least it takes you a long time to get acting jobs, but once you get them it's like pretty tangible. Like you'd be like, look at right. me on this yes. thing. Yes. Whereas a writing job, sometimes you can do that stuff and the show never comes out, you know? Or oh, yeah. oh, so it's, yes. so I think she has to kind of see it. She has to see it exist um, mm-hmm. to feel like, okay, okay. You can pay your bills. She even asked me now, she's like, can you pay your bills? I was like, yes. <laughs> I've not asked her for money in years. <laughs> right. Like, okay. so she thinks there's just some other way, that some other source. Like, well, you're not asking me it's still possible you can't pay your bills and there's some other thing happening that I, I don't know. know about. I know. I think that's what it is. She's always like, what? She's, or when it's time for taxes, she goes, how much did you make according to your taxes? That's what she likes to ask, too. <clears throat> not that, not the way that anybody feels good about talking about their income, I think, probably <laughs> is the... That's a that's a, that's a relationship that's not that's not necessarily the best way of like hmm when I think about taxes that's when I really <laughs> want to talk about being successful. Oy, oy, oy. Oy, uh, oy, Janet. Were you did you play any instruments or anything? Did you get pulled into the like playing the orchestra? Little, I did a little piano. I did a little mm-hmm. piano for a while, mm-hmm. but then I really just wanted to sing. So like when I would be doing songs, I would be singing them. We still have a piano in my mom's house to this day from when I was practicing piano and then very much dropped it. <laughs> um, so I maybe played piano. I started piano pretty, maybe six to 11, mm-hmm, seven mm-hmm. to 11. So like for a while. And then um, I had this like teacher who was like this older black man, like my last piano teacher who like really turned, I was like, I'm over this. When I would mess up, he would go, excuse me. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> or he would any clear. So <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, that's wonderful. He was so like, he was like so prim and proper and like judgy. And he would go and like, and I feel like I remember in my books, he would like cross, he would like, I have some old piano books where he like blacked out the notes so that he was like, I want you to be able to like see where it is on the scale and just know what note it is. But it was like, could you not just like ruin my books, please? <laughs> like, I was like, I can't go back and do any of this. But that's what he would do. And he would be like, <clears throat> excuse me? Oh, it was the worst. It was the worst. <laughs> God, that really, I mean, that's the other thing about something like piano feels like it, 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 it's, it's that sort of eat your vegetables relationship that some of us had to music, which is a sense of like, it's happening to me. It's not like a thing that I'm actively choosing, but, but like, but with music, you know, you, you, it's different than eating vegetables, like vegetables. Okay. I see. There's like, it's, <laughs> it's good for me in this way. Sure. 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 Whatever, you know, but, but music is supposed to be, and you know, if you end up having this other relationship with music as a, as a fan or as a musician, that's this incredibly joyful, like important part of your psyche, um, 
and like at the, but but the but the piano side of it, I mean that is like it's it might as well be called something different like it shouldn't be called music <laughs> do you know what I mean because I that that sense of that is like where who decided because so many kids go through that and it becomes clear that like it's so not a part of what they want or who they are right it's 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 hard to imagine it being more unpleasant for like what music can bring to you you know what i mean i don't know there's something about that that's like very weird you're totally right but like i wish i had stuck with it or i wish there was this moment where like again because i think when it's easier to do that kind of stuff when you're younger because in essence your life is very small so you can dedicate time to performing for sure the older the older i got and the more i was like okay i want to hang out i want to be with friends i want to do whatever you know i never really went back to it but you know, like one of my one of my like fantasies, what I wish I could be, I wish I could be the person at like a party who could just get to who could just like sit at the piano and play oh, a song God, that yeah. brings the whole room together. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Like I Absolutely. wish I had that. I wish I could just like tickle the ivories and just like start something. And so I'm always like, I wish I stuck with it. Um, well, that, and then I think I think if you ha- if you have the right teacher or if you know if if somebody engages in that way, right? Because that is a huge thing. Like if somebody just is like, hey, I know you're seven, but like is there a song we could try to figure out together like you know what i mean like is the, right, like right, how right, do we right. take this and apply it to something that's meaningful to you that mm-hmm. really me- equals music to you because that's you know i liked i played like classical guitar which i actually did sort of i mean i, I really liked it but it wasn't until it was like a, a whole separate conversation with my own brain when i abandoned that and then like several years later realized like wait a minute isn't the guitar what Joni Mitchell plays? Like, <laughs> hold on. What if I could, and like, you know, I had this totally different sort of renaissance experience with it where once I realized like, oh, wait, I can figure out songs, like chords and songs that I like, that I, you right. know, that I might want to sing. You'd think that it was two different instruments, you know, but it was right, just like right, all right, I needed right. to do was sort of turn around and look at it a different way and go, oh, yeah, this is this is this can be meaningful you know if the if it, if the teacher had been like let's learn a song you like and you had done that what that might have like clicked over into you right. know, suddenly you being this this person that the chanteuse uh who sits down at the party is like oh i couldn't oh i couldn't oh i couldn't oh i, I couldn't i couldn't call me blue like, <laughs> that's the dream that's, that's the, the dream. dream oh oh it's time for a quick break I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller. Hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of. Yeah, man. Sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks every week. Myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talk about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. Yo, what's that show called again? Heat Rocks, deep dives into hot records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun.
because this is exactly what the mash game is all about. So I will be shoot. I will just throw out some categories to you. You just have to give me three answers for each, um, knowing that, you know, you're speaking off the cuff. So inevitably you will regret each thing you say two hours later. You will be Uh like, why didn't I say like, oh, why did I say the Eagles? Why? Uh, (laughs) But uh, but but this is that's what the improv part of it. So and then at the end, I will give you your 100 percent guaranteed alternate reality mash future um so let's start with the category of this person who has this and i and in fact i think let's isolate it to like almost a sort of a party skill like what what would it what three things would it be super fun to be naomi at a party of any kind who could just sort of roll out whatever these these three skills are that would make it really fun Three party skills. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm gonna put piano down because yeah, you can put the piano. You know, put I mean? um, ooh, being able to cook real like there whatever. Yeah, but yeah. like kind of MacGyvery cooking. Like yes. where you're like, what do you have in the kitchen? I can make it uh, fabulous. I know, I know. Like I know you're gonna be shocked when I ask this. Do you have fish oil? And I know we're making pancakes, <laughs> but trust me. Like, how oh, you're yes. a genius. Okay, yes, great. Piano exactly. cooking. Mm-hmm. One more. Um. Let me see. Let me see. Um, psychic. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, you would definitely be the life of the party and everyone <laughs> would be until you like held someone's hand and then got a look of, you know, horror on your face. And we're like, nothing. Never mind. No, 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 no. Uh, no, no, no. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Um, okay, next category. Let's do three places in the world that you would like to have a second home. And we're going to sort of assume that we can like teleport you there so you don't have to like sit on Perfect. a plane forever. It could be wherever. Amsterdam. Get me mm. a fucking houseboat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Barcelona, Spain. Honey, mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. just have paella all day. Mm-hmm. And then my third place, I'm trying to think. It's interesting. Oh, my God. English cottage. Get me an English cottage. Like great. countryside. I can pretend I'm Jane Austen. Yes, indeed. Great. Great, great, great. Okay. You mentioned paella. That's going to roll us into our next category. Three mm-hmm. foods that in this reality are either, you know, too fattening or you have an allergy or it feels sort of ecologically irresponsible to eat. Uh, in this alternate reality, everything is the same and nothing hurts anyone, including you. So three things you can have in perpetuity as much as you can gorge on with zero ramifications. Chocolate brownie sundae. Ooh, um, yes, cheeseburgers. Great. And let me see. Oh, my God. Tacos. Yes. Just so many tacos. Yes, yes. Und yes, I should never do this category when I have not eaten yet. Uh, okay, uh, next category. Let's do all due respect to your wonderful current lover, who I like very much. <laughs> it's a mash game. We got to get some uh, some some other possibilities in there uh, for this alternate universe. So it can be you know a character from a book, a movie, somebody from a different era, but we're sort of plucking them out and preserving them at whatever age and era you want. Uh, three for some sexy romantic times in this alternate universe. Interesting. It's so funny because I don't like I'm like very sex negative Janet so I like very rarely look at boys. Um, but You're not horny? <laughs> I'm like really not horned. I'm like never horned and you know is it depression? Who knows? Who knows? Um, 
Okay. I hear you. Um, Idris Elba. I can't help it. Uh-huh. I know it's basic. He's but I can't cast help a it. spell upon us all, and that's just we're gonna have to live with it. Oh my God! You know who I love? You work with his. Who is the Latin man from You're the Worst? Desmond something? Oh, yeah, Desmond like, Borges. Oh, ooh, yes, honey. Oh, let me throw I, he, him on when he's, Especially, like, him, like, off work, and he's giving me hats. He's giving me bombers. I'm like, okay, Zaddy. Yeah, um, yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Now I, now I want to deliver that, but that's not a thing I should be doing or thinking about. He can't about. be delivering. He's a, he's a, he also ooh. has a child. Like, what's happening? What am I doing? He has a child? He has a child. Ugh, now he's less hot. <laughs> 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 but um, this is our fantasy world he's I know. just our like the guy world, from you're the worst he's yes, the guy from you're the, 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 the worst yeah yeah um great number three okay i'm trying to think of number three um oh god i'm blanking i'm blanking Ugh. from a book like no one books is hot that's like my imagination decides if they're hot yes um Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. I'll come up with something. Oh, no. It's quite all right. Quite um, oh, okay. All right. Okay. You know what? An undead Cedric Diggory from Harry Potter. There it is. There Cedric was a good boy. He doesn't have the same drama as Harry. It's Harry himself. Agreed. Harry himself. It's like, honey, I can't get embroiled in your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can't. With Cedric, he has some of the same impulses yeah. to be a good man. Yes. And, you know, but he was like hot. Agreed. Agreed. That's a good choice. Okay. Uh, next category, let's do three movies that you can jump into at will and just hang out in those worlds. You're not reliving the plot. Wow. Your character. You're just chilling. Hanging out in a movie? That's right. Oh, my God, Janet. This is so hard. That's what, that's um, what, that's like, what this is supposed to be. Like it's supposed to be an st- unpleasant experience. <laughs> no, it's supposed to be. You know what I feel like it is? I feel like it's a judgment on my um, taste. Because oh, if I say yeah, like movies I, I want to do, I'm like, uh, it's like, I like, like to watch a lot of crap. Um, You're like not alone. Worst. And it, I, I, I mean, this is definitely a game where like people abandon that and are like, I want to be, I want to be in bring it on 24 seven or like, <laughs> I want, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Oh, well actually, okay. Go back. I would love to be in the world of Harry Potter. Give me magic. Give me, you know, Great. food just appearing on tables. Great. Um, the Red 2. Love the movie Red 2. That stars, if you've never seen it, Helen Mirren, Bruce Willis, Morgan Freeman as retired. John Malkovich. Like CIA. Mm-hmm. Malkovich, oh, to yeah. me, the best I've ever. I love him most in that. So yeah. I would love to be in Red 2. And then the third one, I would love to be in The Meg, starring Jason Statham about giant sharks. I I love a shark movie. I'm not going to lie. I do <laughs> love a shark movie. My version of that that I would choose in replacement of the Meg would be Deep Blue Sea. Okay, uh, okay. I don't know if you have a chance to check that out, but it is a real gem. <laughs> I've not seen it. Okay, you haven't? Yeah, just, oh my God, no, you genuinely, no. if you want to be in the Meg, you genuinely need to see Deep Blue Sea. It okay, is like, okay. like real campy good. Like it's camp okay. and good. Uh something something uh Sam Jackson's in it, uh Saffron Burroughs, Thomas Jane, Hello Cool J. Uh, oh yeah. Okay, yes. Yes, yes, those yes. Are the okay. I'm in. Um, I'm gonna look for yeah. it. I'm excited. I'm actually really excited for you. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm inappropriately excited for you about this. Um, okay, next category. Let's do three people from now, from history, from any time that you would love to have as like a buddy slash could almost be like a mentor. But it's not that it's not like a power dynamic. It's like this person is always super excited to hear from you. You make them laugh. But you could be like, what do I do about this? Or like, hey, or let me try this. Let me let me run this outfit by you. Before right. Yes. Before. What do you think my mother would like? Oh, um, um, uh, Sherlock Holmes. Honestly, right? I love the power he has. And I would yeah. like us to be able to like dissect people's behavior. I'd be Indeed. like, this is what she said. What do you think? And then Sherlock <laughs> would be like, OK, girl. You know what I mean? Like we'd be kiki. Yeah. And then. Love it. Love it. Um, Oh, gosh. Uh, Gabrielle Union in Bring It On because she would make me have confidence. Yes. Great. And then my third would be... um, Trying to think of what I've like... It's so funny. When was the last time I read a fucking book, Janet? Um, But um, (laughs) I I listen to all my books. (laughs) Can I say Oprah? Yes, of course you could say Oprah. Oprah is Oprah. Okay. Great. Great. Okay. Uh, Two more categories. Second to last category. Let's do three uh, TV shows from any time, any era that you would love to either have sort of written on or created or been in. Oh, my God. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, obviously. Um, uh, Felicity. I really wanted Never to be in it. Felicity. Never what? Seen a single episode. That's wild to me. What you're saying? I know. What you're saying is crazy. It's wild to me. It's wild to me. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to think of the other one. I'm trying to think of the other one. Dollhouse. I'm just a Whedon. I'm like I like Whedon's work. Okay. Yeah. I like the Joss Whedon work. He gets it. He definitely gets it. Uh, okay. Uh, and then final category. Um, well, I feel like I got to come full circle and do as I threatened, which is you can time travel in a safety bubble with any uh-huh. accoutrement that you need. And at mm-hmm. no time will anyone try to do anything to you that is untoward too murderous <laughs> and everything in between yeah it's interesting because like i don't i feel like the past was not better do you know what i mean agreed like, oh I absolutely agree like. no i would use it i feel like i would use it to like solve some mysteries like oh i got uh-huh. to see the exact thing so i don't have to listen to people telling me what they think happened anymore because xyz or like you know what I mean? I want to go back in time and buy property. Like my Ooh, thing is like to just like buy a, buy a bunch of yes, and just like have some shit that now costs yeah. two million dollars. I got for yeah. fifty thousand. Like that's great. what I wanted to. So I guess I would go back to like the seventies. Okay. I wouldn't have to go back too far. Yeah, and that could be kind of fun. Seventies could be kind of fun. Sadly, I'm now making you say two other things when you arrived at just one that you could stand the idea of. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Do I have to do another one? I mean, listen, I don't want this to be an unpleasant experience for you. All right. No, look. it's not unpleasant. But oh, t- no, but I'm saying I forgot. You said two times. I, like, oh, I yeah. haven't slept, Janet. I'm like half awake, so I'm so sorry. I Wait, why like haven't you slept? No, you don't owe me any apologies. Oh, I at don't. All, but... I don't sleep, honey. I don't okay. really sleep. All right. All right. And then, all like right. lately, and I mean, in general, but then quarantine yeah. has made it even more because I think the days bleeding into each other. Like I'll yeah. have total insomnia yeah. days where I'm up all night and yeah. then just like you know watching Golden Girls. Um, yep. Then, okay, I would go back to 
maybe, maybe Roaring Twenties to see what's going on there. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that could That's be cute. kind of that a gotta see it to believe it. Because in yeah. some ways, it seems like it's so out of a movie now. Like it's been so sort of like it feels like it's such a, a an imaginary kind of place and time because it seems so over right. the top and stuff that it feels like I don't know. Did this happen? <laughs> I know, I know. I want to go back to like 1923 to 1927, honey. I'm no. not. Sh- I'm not going to get there during the beginning of the Great Depression. You know no, what I mean? Like, you. don't get me there no, when stuff you. is starting to go downhill. No. Also, get me there after Spanish flu. So Correct. really, yes. like 23, like 1923, that would be the time. The Blue I gotta Rock say, Empire. I feel like Mrs. Letterman would really approve. Sarah Letterman <laughs> would really approve of of the the the. the this is a good. It's very good. Sort of shrewd thinking on your part. <laughs> Um, and then uh, last time, and I should say, by the way, if you feel like you want to take a peek at the future, you know, I welcome you to do that. Ugh, God, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's the right answer. Um, that's the right answer. Um, I really think the 1950s is kind of fun. Yeah. It's like bad, but also like, I don't know, the 50s dresses, honey, that's my style. Those yeah. would fit me well. Yeah. I wish we could go back to those times when like bras were like. Talk about corsets. You know what I mean? Like very yeah. complicated, elaborate bras. They did have um, pads at that point. Yeah. Yep. Um, they it's had so TV. Practical. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's another one. But see, now that's another one where it feels like that's that's a that's an era that feels like it has such a strong personality. Yeah. It would be really, yes, yes, yes. really cool to actually see an experience instead of feeling like, you know, it's like Marty McFly is going to come ripping through the door of the 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 malt shop and ask for a tab like uh uh, okay all right great so uh pick a number between one and six four okay great while i do this a little bit of calculation (laughs) and uh, arrive at your 100 percent guaranteed fictitious mash future will you please tell people what they should be listening to watching seeing with you in it finding you all of those good things that's so I will do that. You guys, if you enjoy um, comedy, relationships, hearing advice from strangers, listen to my podcast, Couples Therapy, which I co-host with my betrothed, Andy Beckerman. And we have wonderful guests. We recently had Emily Gordon and Kumail Nanjiani. We sit down with Punam Patel. Janet Varney has done it. She's on an episode with her lover. That's true. And so there's so many options. And then if you feel like watching Apple TV, I'm on a show called Mythic Quest. And we did um, also a, an episode in quarantine where everyone's in their homes. Uh, oh, that I was that. very really good cool. and fun. Yeah, it was It was a lot. Like, you know, it was shot on iPhones. Which hence That's me the show having you're an iPhone. Me. Okay, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And then we shot everything, but it really came together really well. It looks, it looks really cool, and it was great. I need to get, I need to get caught up. That's very exciting. Uh, okay, I have uh, some what I feel are very positive results from okay. your mash game. Thank God, um, thank God. I'm going to I'm just going to get rid of the one that I feel you care the least about right away, which is that but you will care when I tell you what it is, which is that you went back to the 70s and invested in real estate. Yes. So you now have a fabulous uh, wealth. It's that thing that uh, that I know happens to people that I'm sure will never happen to me, which is I don't know. My money's just making me money. Like it's that 
<laughs> it's that meta money making yeah, where yeah, your yeah, money yeah. is just Passive making income. more money. Passive mm-hmm. income. So mm-hmm. congrats on that. Um, I assume that helps contribute to the fact that you have a beautiful uh, apartment in Barcelona. Ooh, okay, uh, yes. So yes. congrats on that. Thank you, you so are, much. Oh, yes, indeed. You are chums with Oprah Winfrey. Not yes. bad at all. Oh, my God. All I want is to be Gail. So this is great. Well, listen, you're on your way in this totally fictitious future. <laughs> Uh, you, uh, you also, uh, are responsible for in some way or featured in or any of the above Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So I bow down to you. I bow down to you. You, um, coincidentally also are a psychic. Maybe not such a coincidence after all. (laughs) You can also jump into the world, the magical world of Harry Potter whenever you want. Yes. You can have, speaking of food, appearing on a table out of nowhere, unlimited chocolate brownie sundaes with zero ramifications of any kind. That's literally the greatest thing anyone's ever said. It's kind of extraordinary. And you are doing all of this with none other than he's bewitched the world, Mr. Idris Elba. Wow. The only thing I would say about that is watch your back because he has a lot of people (laughs) who love him very deeply. Yes, 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 So yes. it's going to be really good that you are psychic and that you have uh, these powers right, to be able right. to dodge uh, dodge the, the women who go insane and uh, feel like maybe they need to steal him from you. Um, I know. Which I joke, but, like, that would be a lot of responsibility. Like, I would never want to be in a relationship with, like, the guy or the woman I that know. the whole world wants to marry. Like, that just That's sounds true. dreadful, doesn't it? Anyway. I know. I know. Uh, so you're right. Somewhat, like, I don't really like when people are are hot you know if you're like too attractive i'm like could you go away away. i don't exactly um all right this was such a pleasure and a joy i thank you so much for uh doing the podcast with me and i hope that we get to see each other in the real world very soon uh without risk of infecting one another with anything me too i um i'm so glad that we got to do this we found a day that wasn't a thousand degrees and we could use the practice of the secret you know i feel like a lot of what you said i'm gonna just be secreting that into the universe if you take away one thing i it said that i want you to know that the secret is real and you should pay many of the people i feel like half those people are already have been arrested and served for jail time but anyway it's okay (laughs) oprah gets swept up oprah gets swept up and i get it Mm -hmm. and i love it about her um all right (laughs) All right, buddy. I will uh, I will talk to you soon. Folks listening, thank you so much, and I will talk to you next time on the podcast. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.